This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, February 6th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. USDA sees broad declines in cash farm income. Purdue will be understanding with China. U.S. and EU talks resume. MFP could leave a hole in farm income. The latest farm income numbers are out from the Department of Agriculture, and they show that farm earnings could take a hit this year unless commodity markets can make up for the potential loss of the market facilitation program payments. USDA is projecting that net cash farm income will drop by 9% this year and that government payments will be down by $8.7 billion without the continuation of MFP payments. That's a pretty big hole in terms of farm profitability, but ERS is indicating their expectations are to be made up by crop and livestock sales. That the American Farm Bureau Federation Chief Economist John Newton saying the loss of MFP could leave a pretty big hole in terms of profitability unless it's offset by increases in market earnings. Although there's optimism in the livestock sector, he's certainly not sure that crop sales can make up for the loss of MFP, in part because we don't know when China will significantly increase its imports. Declines seen across the country and in sectors. USDA forecast declines in net cash income across most commodities, with the exception of pork and dairy and all regions of the country. The largest regional declines of 16 and 17 percent, respectfully, are forecast for the northern Great Plains and Mississippi Delta region. Among crop farms, declines in net cash income are projected to range from about 8 percent for specialty crops to 27 percent for wheat growers, with soybeans earnings down 21 percent. Corn and cotton earnings are projected to decline by 18 percent and 14 percent, respectfully. In the livestock sector, the picture is more mixed. Hog producers' income is expected to rise 15 percent, but cattle earnings are projected down 15 percent, and net income for poultry operations is expected to decline about 3.5 percent. Now take note, working capital is forecast to drop 15 percent this year as farmers take on more debt, according to USDA economist Kerry Likowski. Working capital is the amount of cash that producers have available for operating expenses after paying off debt that is due within 12 months. Purdue, U.S. expects phase one effort from China. Ag Secretary Sonny Purdue says the Trump administration understands that the coronavirus outbreak will make it challenging for China to meet its commitments in the phase one trade agreement. Purdue wasn't aware of any formal request from the Chinese for more flexibility in meeting its import commitments, but he said at the Cattle Industry Annual Convention yesterday that he wouldn't be surprised if such a request was on the way. He said, I think we would be asking the same thing. He said the U.S. will try to ensure the virus isn't being used as an excuse. Purdue said yesterday, quote, if we don't see them going other places and trying to fulfill those needs other places, if they're really trying and it really just blows the economy out of the water, I think would we, we would be understanding of that. China agreed to buy $80 billion of U.S. farm commodities over two years. Top EU trade official back in talks with USTR. European Union Trade Commissioner Phil Hogan is in Washington again this week. 
Starting today, he'll be meeting with government officials, including U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer, an EU spokesman, tells AgriPulse. The meeting comes a little over two weeks after President Trump and European Commission President Ursula von Leyen agreed to speed up the talks on a free trade agreement. When Hogan was in Washington in mid-January, he told reporters that the EU would consider addressing some agriculture issues in FTA talks, a turnaround from Europe's long refusal to do so. Hogan said the EU was willing to negotiate on some sanitary and phytosanitary issues the U.S. considers non-tariff barriers to U.S. ag commodities. Kenya trade deals seen benefiting U.S. ag. Kenyan President Uhuru Kenyatta will be welcomed today at the White House, where he and President Trump are expected to announce the start of negotiations for a tariff-slashing trade agreement that could benefit U.S. farmers and farm equipment companies. Two countries established a working group to explore a potential trade pact in 2018, and the U.S. looks forward to building on this momentum and discussing new opportunities to advance cooperation and trade, that according to the White House yesterday. We've got companies like John Deere that are heavily invested and interested in expanding the ability to bring high-level precision farming to the marketplace, said Scott Eisner. He's president of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, U.S. Africa Business Center. He said we've got companies like Cargill that see an opportunity throughout the continent. USDA research plans set climate as priority. Reducing the impact of the changing climate on agriculture is a priority for future research, but agricultural systems also must adapt to the changing weather patterns and temperature regimes to ensure food security, USDA said at its five-year research plan. The document, which will be officially unveiled today, contains five different themes, sustainable ag intensification, climate adaptation, value-added innovations, ag science policy leadership, and food and nutrition translation, which involves reducing foodborne illnesses and providing nutritious food. U.S. soy meal exports still flowing to Ecuador. It was a close call, but U.S. soy meal exports avoided tariffs in the growing market of Ecuador, and shipments are continuing strong in 2020. U.S. soy meal exporters had enjoyed an exemption to tariffs, shipping $120 million worth in 2018 alone, but that was expected to end December 31st. After much lobbying by the U.S. Soybean Export Council, Ecuador's Foreign Trade Committee agreed in December to grant a five-year extension to the tariff exemption. Since then, USDA has announced sales of 158,500 metric tons of U.S. soy meal to Ecuador, according to USEC. Soybean meal is by far the biggest U.S. ag export to Ecuador, so obviously the stakes are high, said Kevin Repke, a regional director for USEC. Without a tariff exemption, the U.S. would not be competitive in that market whatsoever. Here's today's He Said It. You can sequester a lot more carbon in Brooklyn, Iowa, than you can Brooklyn, New York. That former Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack on the potential for carbon sequestration in agriculture. He was speaking at the Foundation for Food and Agriculture's Foster Our Future Forum. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, February 6th, brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. 
For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Allen.